Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Of people to God, 
and and you know what is happening. So it would be I could think of I could think of twenty positives for a real physical church of Philadelphia to be boring, and you can't think of one negative. That's true. Yeah, there's not one negative aspect uh, to that happening. It's all positives, and it is all positives. And what I know is that everyone that I have known and know that I would consider part of a church of Philadelphia has some major medical condition that God could heal. If he heals everyone in the same day, well, that would be even more amazing. Yeah, it would be. But I think you should have a, ma- a mass baptism because I don't, I don't feel like my baptism countered because I was baptized in a Baptist church in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Well, Baptist, Protestant, Catholic, if you meant it, Danny, if you meant your repentance, then I would say your baptism counts. Yeah, I'd like to see you have a... But, uh, God's yeah. church in, in Israel and be baptized in the River Jordan like like Jesus was. Well, yeah. Well, that would make you feel better because you know when you look when you listen to that, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I don't even think that's originally what Jesus said. I, I think don't believe so said, either. I think he said baptize people in the name of the Father, His Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then the people that translated the Bible from Hebrew and Aramaic, from that became written in Greek and Latin. And those, then when they, they um, translated it into English, I think these Trinity brainwashed scholars said, well, it can't say his, his son. It has to say the son. And I think they just changed it. A word. Yeah, well, they went one step further. They said God the Father, God the Son, and God the right. Holy Ghost. They added God to each title. Well, they added, right. Well, that's even more proof. They're adding what isn't even written. They're not even yep. changing a word. They're adding to what is written. But if you that's read through the, the entire, every word Jesus ever spoke, every word in red in the Bible, he never said that he's God. He never said he's God the Son. He never said God is a three-headed, three-being God in one. He never taught any of that paganism. He what taught. Did Jesus, he, what does the Bible mean when it said, uh, "In the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was God"? Well, it's not what was written, because that would be two gods. Right. The word. The word. I don't know what originally was written. But the word is divine, it's part of God, or it could have said in the word was the son of God, and that got changed to God. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but you got to remember, too, Denny, that John chapter, that verse, John 1, 1, was not spoken by Jesus. That was written by someone. It's not his words. Uh-huh. They're not... They're not Jesus' words. He never said John 1, 1. He said John three sixteen, For yeah. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Well, begotten means created, brought into existence. In Revelation, Jesus tells us he was created, he was born. He's the first of God's creation or the firstborn of God's creation. So, and that's what it says in the Old Testament in Psalm 2. God announced Jesus' birth. He said, this is my son. Today I have begotten him. That's not God the son. That's the son of God. That's true. Yeah, and on and on and on. Jesus is called the Lamb of God. He's not called God the Lamb. He's called the Word of God. He's not called God the Word. You see? So when you, you... Yeah. That's why God, in his wisdom, the revelation he gave who Jesus is, he said, you are the Christ, the son of a living God. He didn't just say you're the Christ, the son of God. Try to flip son of a living God around, Danny. You can't. No, you can't. And that's the we're seeing the wisdom of God. 
You can't flip that. You can't flip it, switch it, do anything with it. You are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Because the first church in Jerusalem was very Jew- They were all Jewish people that did accept that Jesus is the Messiah. They, there, was no, there wasn't a pagan-based religion that came in the next two, three hundred years. It, 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 it was... Um, it was very Judaic based. They uh-huh. believed Jesus was the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were they worship God. They worshipped on Saturday, the Sabbath. They spoke in Hebrew. There was nothing like the church is today. The church today is a pagan clone of of what existed two thousand years ago. Right. Not not even close, then. And that's why it has no power. How can God empower lies? How can God empower Satan's lies? He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He can't, and he won't. The people, they want to believe in the Trinity God. They want to believe in Catholic or Protestant. Hey, knock yourself out. But you are not going to have the power of God in your life or in your church. And they don't. So what do they have to overcome fear in their life? Nothing. That's why they're overcome with fear. Yeah, if they heal, if they try to heal somebody in a church, the the person gets twice as bad cancer and in, ends up dead in the hospital. Yeah. Well, they certainly don't get healed by them because they have no power to heal. Right. In fact, the churches today they have as much power to heal as the Church of Satan has. Nothing. Nothing. That's when true. was the last time you ever heard of a coven of witches praying for someone and they're healed of a terminal illness? You don't. Never. It doesn't. It does right because it doesn't happen. Yeah. You have to have the truth of God and follow it, and then signs, wonders, miracles, and healings will follow you. They would be present in your assembly, assembly, church, gathering. Same same word. Yeah. You know, so now that there's no church of Philadelphia, how do you su- I mean, how do you suggest people worship? Because when two or three gather together, Jesus is there among them. Uh, but uh, how can we do that with no other Christians around us? Well, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying there isn't a church of Philadelphia as a scattered remnant. I'm saying there's not uh-huh. one physical church on this planet. It represents the Church of Philadelphia in, in doctrine and in following it. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. I mean, somewhere right now in Spain, in Canada, in uh, Russia, there may be two or three believers meeting in, in Jesus' name and the truth who he is, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Right. Maybe they have two or three. We're talking about a physical, one physical church uh, representation of the Church of Philadelphia on this planet. That doesn't exist yet. In biblical time, when they healed somebody, it was the elders of the church that laid their hands on the, the person that was sick. But now there's, there, there is no elders of the church. There's, there's nobody to gather together with. That's well, why we're not seeing miracles like we should. Well, there also has to be people for miracles, then. That's true. But but we don't know what's gathering. We don't know if there's two people in Ireland or England or Russia or somewhere. Right. We're ch- we don't know. In Chinese prisons where they, they imprison Christians, we don't know if there's two or three believer, true believers gathering together. We just know there isn't one real physical church of Philadelphia that people can go to that uh-huh. has the truth of God and the power of God. That's what we hope God raises up in these end times, and we are clearly in the end times. Yeah. There is no no doubt about it. I know when I'm talking to you on the phone or during the radio show, Satan can't torment my mind when I... But if I'm off by myself and no no Christian to talk to, Satan Satan will t- 
try to uh, tempt me to do evil. Well, that's because it's too much for him. Two or three believers gather in who Jesus is, his name. Jesus is there in their midst, the Holy Spirit. It's too much for, for the devil. Can't take it. Yeah, exactly. Too much, too much for him. We're going to take a quick, real quick break here, and we'll be right back on Doomsday Talk Radio. Jesus' prophecy. 
if you if you repent and follow Jesus for real as the Christ, the Son of a living God, if you love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, you'll be taken in the first of two raptures. If you don't, you'll be left behind to face the Antichrist. So, yeah, yep. they would. And, and prophets always were unwelcome and faced yeah. a lot of persecution and hatred. But people seeing the power of God today, if they would have these fake twisted churches, these Trinity churches and the Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses, everything that uses, especially that uses the Bible, every, every religion, every denomination, every sect, they would have a lot of problem with, with the, seeing the power of God healed today. I don't know they how they'd have, explain that. I don't know what they would say. They would have a lot of problems. If they say what they said to Jesus, we, we heal by the power of Satan, they just say, really? Well, then why can't you heal by the power of your trinity, God? Yeah, exactly. And what would they say? There's not much they could say. Nothing. There's nothing they could really say. So it would be uh, to those promoting this ancient alienism religion. Oh, the aliens created us. They'd have a big problem with, with the power of God as well. Doesn't fit into their agenda, does it? No, it doesn't. No. See, they the would have a... The somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it is. And they would have a real problem. Um... The Vatican, they would have a real problem trying to explain why does the Church of Philadelphia have healing in the power of God and you don't? Right. They'd have a lot of problem explaining that. Yeah, they would. God would literally be turning this Christian world, up, fake Christian world, upside down and spitting it on its head. It would have severe, it would be a real, it would be an amazing time though. And it would be a time where the conversation shifts and a lot of people would be talking about God, especially as we're living in the end times and seeing end times events happening all around us. Right now, as we speak, Danny, China is is forming a blockade around Taiwan with 51 warships. And they're having they're going to start military joint drills with Russia right now. Right. That's what's happening right now. China's threatening to take Taiwan and control the microchip production of the world. The world technology they would control. And what's to stop them from doing it? Nothing. Nothing at all. So we're... we're, Iran's getting closer to a nuclear weapon. Um, The world is getting more and more dangerous. The world economy is systematically and deliberately being destroyed it's being run into the ground so people will have to live on a wealth uh, socialist assistance check mm-hmm. um, we're faced with monkeypox now which is becoming a worse epidemic and because um, anything spread by sexual contact is a, is, a, is a severe problem in a world that's a it's addicted and overrun, overcome by by everything sexual today. That's true. Yeah. So we're we're clearly in the end times. The other the other day at the state fair in West Virginia, they wouldn't let anybody see the pigs, hogs, or chickens because of bird flu and swine flu this year. Right. Well, what bird flu and swine flu? You see, there is going to be some type of swine flu or worse outbreak. And they're going to shut down the pork industry. And that will be a devastating hit to the U.S. economy. Something like a a hundred billion dollar hit. And also the price of beef is going up and up and up and recalls and shortages. And they, they are systematically destroying the animal food industry in the United States and the Western world to fit into the Antichrist agenda. Because when he comes... He, identif- he comes as the savior of all religions, faiths, and creeds. But he identifies strongest with Buddhism. And he's going to be against eating all, the killing and eating of animals for food. Right. So right now they're, they're, they're trying to put these businesses, the, the meat industry, out of business and replace it with impossible 
uh, with plant-based meats, like Impossible Impossible Foods and Beyond Beef. And that's where the that's where the powers that be are putting all their money, uh-huh. because that's where the world's going. And McDonald's is already coming out with the McPlant Burger. <laughs> I don't know how well that'll go over in West Virginia, but people well, like their uh, beef up here. Well, McPlant Burger is going to be featured on the menus. And what's going to happen when the uh, a McDonald's Big Mac is $15, and a McPlant Big Mac is uh, 4 Right. See? Yep. That's going to be the lower-cost alternative. They're literally con- manipulating everything that we eat. And that's where, we're, um, that's where we're at right now. But we're clearly in the end times. And the only thing missing right now to me is a... One physical church of Philadelphia, this representation and witness to the world for a short time, and it would, and then, as the church of Philadelphia message go rings forth through the power of technology, when this first rapture does happen, and if 144,000 people, excuse me, are taken, well, it'll be very clear who was taken. That's true. Right now, if 7,000 people vanished, it would be a total mystery to everyone. This would be very clear to everyone. And they could believe it or not. Right. They'd be able to pinpoint who was taken and why. Right. Because right now, the churches are so dead anymore, they don't even talk about Bible prophecy much anymore. Right. They don't talk much about anything anymore oh they they even discount the whole book of revelations now i heard a baptist pastor tell me that one time well a lot of a lot of churches are are discount downplaying it because they're so dead it's um there's lower low interest yeah i mean all the things we're talking about these are all in the bible code which is another uh thing that has gotten very low attention. People have given up on the Bible code as well because they don't understand right. it. But um, well, I mean, uh, if, with the modern Bible code systems, if you look up a word or two words in in the in the Bible code, or Torah code, you might find one word in Genesis and one word in Leviticus, and you don't have any clue whether they go together or not. Well, they wouldn't go together. They're in a totally different book. They're not even encoded together. Right. No. See, uh, what happened was the Bible code had such low interest, and when uh, Windows 7 came out, they didn't even upgrade the programs to accept Windows 7. Yeah, that makes sense. They just lost all interest. After after, um, when the Mayan prophecy of doomsday on December 21st, 2012, didn't happen, that really punched a big hole in Bible prophecy. Right. Affected Bible prophecy, but right now the churches are so lukewarm, they don't even prophecy is not even in. It's just very, very low interest anymore. They don't even talk about the rapture that much anymore. No, because it's like the rapture is fiction. Well, because they've become so lukewarm, they're dying. That's why we need a new conversation. God needs to. Change the picture because he raises up of one physical church of Philadelphia in spirit and truth, and there's the truth and power of God. It will it will shake this world to its core. Mm-hmm. It literally will, and God does have the people today to do this. He has us, so we're you know we're ready and willing. We just need to be able, and it just takes money, and money can come. One second from a lottery win or two. So there you go. And that's in the Bible code as well. But we need a light. This world needs to see a great light. And I believe a great light is on its way. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back on Doomsday Talk Radio. (laughs) 
Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Block Talk, satansrapture.com.org, a band site. I'm here with my original co-host, Danny, and we are bringing you the truth of Jesus' words. Hey, Danny. How are you doing again, Pastor Harry? Okay. You know, Jesus, that song is by ACDC, who are Satanists, and it's a, they are mocking the words of Jesus, but Jesus did teach about the highway to hell. The, the wide path to destruction that the majority of people follow. And then he talked about the straight and narrow path of following him in spirit and truth. Get few walk. And that's what God is calling everyone to. To leave these dead fallen churches and follow Jesus as the son of God in spirit and truth. So there's a lot of truth to that song. And there's no middle ground. People are either flying down the highway to hell or they're following Jesus and spirit and truth. There is no middle ground. There's no middle ground, Danny. No matter what people want to tell themselves, there's no middle ground. It's A or B. Yeah, it can't be both. No, you're in a car, right? You're either driving on a highway on the interstate or you're on a little narrow, tiny little back road. You can't be on both. Yeah, exactly. And there's no both in our lives. And that's what, um, yeah. But this I world try to explain it, to people that, you know, in the book right. of Revelations, it, it talks about uh, lovers of lies. Do not enter the city of God. So if if you're believing a lie and you love that lie that you hear in the church, you're you're not going to enter into the city of God. No. And you're not going to be taken in the first of two raptures. And you can't follow God in spirit and truth if you're believing a lie. Yep. You have to have the truth and follow it. And then you'll have the Holy Spirit to help you. The helper, Jesus called the Holy Spirit. And the comforter. So you, if you, but he's not going to help you follow a lie. <laughs> he, he's he's I, telling I people. Right. I remember yeah, when I tr- first tried to be a Christian. I was first trying to be a Christian. I decided I was going to pray for for wisdom and understanding. And I, I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I kept reading my Bible. I still didn't understand what I was reading. And then I then I come across your website, and, and everything was revealed to me slowly over the years. But still, I found I prayed for wisdom and understanding, and I got wisdom and understanding. Well, I'm glad. It's worth all the... And so a lot of other people have told me the same thing. A few other people anyway. Some right. people have told me one person, when they found the site and started to read it, they were healed of a severe medical condition. So the truth will set us free. And that's what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. And lie will bind us. So when people listen to the devil, they're literally wrapping themselves up in bondage like a mummy. Like the dead right. wrapped in a, That's how they used to bury people, as mummies wrapped in like a mummy. So when you follow, listen to the devil's voice, you become wrapped in bondage like a mummy. When you follow yep. Jesus. You can't even read the God. Bible without becoming confused. Because no, what you hear in church is not what you're reading. No, it's the opposite. It's against what Jesus taught. But when you come to him as the son of God, he breaks those he breaks the wraps of a mummy. He right. sets you free. He sets you free of fear and death and puts you on the on the path of life. Of peace. The world has no peace, then. There is no peace no, in this no world. Peace. There's no peace in the physical world and there's no peace in people's hearts. Well, only through, except following the truth, do you have the peace of God. It's a free gift. Forgiveness is a free gift for the repentant. The peace of God is a free gift. God will give you the gift of the Holy Spirit to help you earn your crown of life and be in heaven forever. But this has to be what you want, your desire. It has to be what a person wants. Right. And it's only fair. So anyone that wants God can have God. Anyone that wants to be forgiven can be forgiven. 
That's very fair, then. Yeah, it is. And two raptures just gives it shows how God's merciful. He's giving people an extra chance. So I heard a real one, uh, right. one one Catholic uh, person say that uh, he he repents on a daily basis. I'm like, well, if you don't sin, you don't have to repent. And it, he didn't get it. He believes that a priest can forgive when you mess up. And, but he doesn't get the idea of don't sin at all. Because he doesn't want to not sin. He loves his sin, whatever it is. How can yeah, you exactly. sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent? That's not re- true repentance. Re- yeah, if you repent, repent, you don't do it no more. No, you change direction. You go the other way. Yeah. You stop sinning. You start following Jesus. So that's just yeah, somebody true. playing games with God. Yeah. In a fake church where some priest waves his magic wand over you and says you're forgiven, say Hail Marys. And the moment you even pray to pray or praise Mary, you're sinning more. That's true. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Worship God, Jesus said, and no other. Well, that's where's Mary fit into that equation? Yeah. There is no fitting in. No. So that would be, uh, these priests are really telling people you're forgiven by sinning. The whole the whole Christian fake pagan religion today, this whole Trinity religion's fake. Believe in a fake Trinity by faith and you're guaranteed heaven? Then right. people, are li- people are literally sinning their way. They think in their minds, in reality, they think they can sin their way to heaven. Can't sin your way to heaven. Heaven's a place free of sin, of rebellion against God. As we said last show, we say many shows, what is sin? On a heart level, it's rebellion against God. God's saying, stop doing this. And a person says, nope, and they keep doing it. Or God says, start doing this, this. And a person stubbornly says, no, and they rebel, and they keep, they refuse to do what God says. Yeah. I know one thing, though, but if God wants you bad enough, and, he, and I'm sure he does want everybody, but if God wants you bad enough and, and you continue to sin, he will put you in your place. Because I, I, I put it this way, when, whenever I was living in sin, my, my life was destroyed, and I finally had to figure out why. Right, but you wanted God. You could have went the other way and said no. I could have rebelled, but I didn't. Right. God... God came to you because he knew you would repent. He calls many, calls everyone, but they don't want anything to do with God. They love their sins. They love their lies. So they love their sins and love their lies. What what happens when the Antichrist comes with his satanic religion of man can be a God. You can become a God, and he's going to teach you how. Right. You can become a God. Through following his religion of sex is the path to heaven and helping him wipe Christianity off the face of the planet. People are going to delude themselves that they're becoming a god. Engaging in a filthy uh, sexual orgy and helping to kill a a 14-year-old little girl that believes Jesus is the son of God is, is becoming a god. That's the madness that this world is going to embrace. Right. And, and for three and a half years, 1,260 days, they are literally going to partake in a second Holocaust. The worst, most violent, brutal time in the history of planet Earth. I know and plenty what, of people that would like to see me dead, so I... I but... Uh, that's why I can't be. That's why I don't want to be left behind because it'd be they, too many people would enjoy it. <laughs> well, to follow Jesus, He has a great reward for you. Yeah, Take exactly. Him the first of two raptures, and that's the reward for the Church of Philadelphia: an open door into heaven. That mat, that portal, that door will open, and God will take His faithful through and slam that door shut. Yeah. It's like when Noah's Ark. What do you think you know, the door is? Do you think it's a literal door? You're going to get beamed up like Scotty did on Star Trek, or, no, no. or it's going to be a wormhole, I, or what? What would it be? 
I think it's a portal, a doorway. A door. Uh-huh. And you're giving, John was given a door and instantly was caught up before the throne of God. So it's a doorway. That makes and, sense. Yeah. That only Jesus can open and only he can shut. And that's what he said about it. He has the key, only he has the key to open that door and lock that door. And no man can open or shut it. No one. Right. No one can but him. Speaking of that, uh, I've heard people say that uh, you cannot leave God's hand or or God can open a door for you that no one else can close. And they use that as as an excuse to believe once saved, always saved. No one could take you out of God's hand. No one can can close the door. Well, that's not what Jesus said, though. That's their own man-made theology. Jesus said this. He said in John 10, he said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And the next verse, he says, and none, and none of them can be taken from me because, what did he say? They're in the Father's hand, and none can yeah, be the hands, from, yeah. and none can be taken out of my Father's hand. So if you're hearing Jesus' voice, and you're following him in spirit and truth, then you're secure. But if you're not following him in spirit and truth, then you're not in God's hand to begin with. That makes sense. You're in Satan's hands, so to speak. Don't have I, always hands, to- but- I always told those people, well, what about the verse where it says, uh, Jesus will vomit you out of his mouth? That doesn't sound like once saved, always saved. No, once saved, always saved. Salvation by faith alone salvation by baptism as an infant all that's a lie jesus never taught that he taught the complete opposite and that's why if people read the letter to the seven churches they shatter all the major false church theology that did exist today it's it shatters the trinity it shatters salvation by faith alone when jesus said repent or i will erase your name from the book of life Right. That doesn't sound like guaranteed heaven. Yep. No. I also if tell you, people that uh, that one verse where where uh, Jesus said the 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 Son of God comes and, and five of the bridesmaids are left behind and five of the bridesmaids were taken. Well, right. how come five of them were left behind? Weren't they once saved, always saved? No, because they didn't have oil in their lamp. They weren't following God. They yeah, weren't so. in the Holy Spirit. No. It's a contrast parable. A lot of them are between the wicked and the righteous, between the wise and the foolish, between the good and the wicked. All the parables are contrast parables, and there's no middle ground again. You're on the highway to hell or the straight and narrow path to heaven. Notice in those parables, there's never a middle ground. True. No, because there isn't. Uh-uh. But, yeah, that, that, that's why I like the letter to the seven churches so much, because they shatter every false lie of the churches today, starting with who Jesus is. How did you figure out what, what that uh, seven verses meant? Because I read it over and over again, but I could not figure it out. I didn't figure it out at all. God showed me. I don't, I don't claim to have figured out anything, Danny. God showed me these things. Mm-hmm. He just revealed these things to me, so I passed them on. He said, what I show you in secrets, shout from the rooftop. So we're shouting yeah, in a block talk. Yep. God, God showed me these things. And he led me to in 1982 when he broke the seals, the ancient seals of Daniel and prophecy. He showed me the prophecy of a church of Philadelphia and two raptures which I wrote in a book in 1986. It was banned in 1986. Because back then, the churches, there was no Internet, and the churches had a, they had total power over the publishing industry, over everything published, Christian. And they banned they that book. As, well, not with the Internet, they don't. That's people true. can People can buy uh, any of the books I've written, three books on the Internet. 
They own that power. Unfortunately, you're not wealthy enough to advertise that you have books out on the market. Right. But if some if someone is really seeking the truth of God, God can lead them to this little radio show, Danny. That's true. Yeah. Right. Sure he can. All he has to do is put a name in their mind, a thought in their mind, a dream, something. I think anyone that's really knocking, Jesus said, seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Ask and it shall be given. So if somebody's yeah. really seeking God, God will lead them to this tiny little show. For but today, didn't I tell you, Romans says uh, no one seeks after God. Well, who cares what the book of Romans is saying? Yeah, I don't exactly. even know who wrote that book. If it says no one seeks God, well, that's going against what Jesus said, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, it does. So who, who cares what Romans says? I don't. I, I care what Jesus said. And I compare all the letters to what Jesus said. Because he's the son of a living God, not whoever wrote the book of Romans. I don't know who wrote it. People say Paul wrote it. I I even wonder if he wrote that whole book. Yeah, it don't make sense either. I think some of it was changed. Paul was a Paul was Paul a Pharisee before he became a Christian? Yes, he was. And Paul 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 in all of his letters he starts out with Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus. So in every one of his letters, he's in, he never heard of a trinity. He believed in the one true God and his only begotten son. Yeah. Yeah, Paul and... He never once promoted trinity. No, in fact, the early church that was scattered from Jerusalem with all of Israel, they never even probably, they never heard of a, of a trinity. There was no trinity God in the first church. Never heard of that. A pagan concept. There was this very wicked man named Plot in us. Plot in us. And in 200 AD, he was a church father, elder, whatever, in these twisted churches who already lapsed in the belief in Trinity gods and they're already toying with this whole thing. Well, he went to India and he discovered their pagan trinity of Brahma, the creator. Vishnu the preserver and Shiva the destroyer and he brought that back in the Christianity Father Son Holy Ghost and that's when Trinity really kicked off mm-hmm. and so did Sunday worship and they changed everything they stopped calling Jesus well even long before that they stopped calling him by his Hebrew name Yeshua and they started calling him by a Greek name Iosus and later Jesus in or Jesus in in English. Yeah, but the church did everything it can to distance itself from its Judaic roots because they were strongly rooted in anti-Semitism and they still are. But that's them and this is us. Doesn't matter what they believe; it matters what we believe and follow. Yeah, but yeah. I. I, I I'm learning what to say to them whenever they whenever they approach me with one of their lies. Well, you just show them Jesus' words in the book of Revelation. Yep. And a lot of times they'll run to the book of Romans. Say, no, 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 stay in the book of Revelation. Look at Jesus' words. Just like read John 10, start in the first verse. My sheep mm-hmm. hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The next verse says, and these I give eternal life and are in my father and will never be plucked from my father's hand. See, so you have to put the two verses together. You can't just tear right. out the verse, uh, and I give you eternal life and, and none will, can take you from my father's hand. Well, who who's he talking about? Well, you have to go back to the earlier verse. Right. Take, see? And, that's, and then they're trapped once more. That's the thing about people that believe in a lie or one verse theology in the Bible. Eventually, they're trapped in their own life. Like a person that paints himself into a corner. Eventually, well, they got to walk across the floor. Yeah, exactly. That's and when you, when you, it's kind of like when you mop a floor. If you start at one end and go to the other, you don't, you don't get your feet wet. 
Right. You got to mop your way out of a floor, paint your way out of a room. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. But that's why I, I so long for the, a real church of Philadelphia to, to be raised up. Because then there's no argument. We have Jesus as the son of a living God, the truth of who he said he is, and we have the power of God. You have your fake Trinity pagan God, and you have nothing. So so there it is. It's like ends all theological arguments, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it, well, see, it wouldn't be a time of argument. It would be time of people searching what they really believe. Right. And it's like, did God save the best for last? I believe he, he did. Because today, there are people that want to form the Church of Philadelphia, be part of a Church of Philadelphia, and if we have the technology to make it happen. All we need is the funding. That's the easy part. That, that funding is the easy part, Denny. People that are willing to follow it, join and follow it, that's the hard part. Yeah. I, know, I think I know several people that would, would be interested in being part of the Church of Philadelphia. Not a lot, but a few. A few. Well, that's good. But remember in, in Noah's day, there was no shortage of wood to build the ark. There was a shortage of people who would build the ark. And it was Noah, his wife, and his three sons. Right. And their three wives they took help. But there's no shortage of, of the Holy Spirit. There's a shortage of people that will walk in the Holy Spirit, that will be yeah. led by the Holy Spirit. But the funding is easy. Finding the people, that's what's difficult. I think you'll find it easier to find more people when you're in Israel. I believe Israel would be a very good, big harvest then. Yeah, it would be. This country, America, the Western world, handfuls of people. But there, I think there will be a bigger harvest, at least in one location, yeah. one, one place. I because, agree. Because um, we started Church of Philadelphia in this country, and we built some beautiful, elaborate church, and there's four people in it. Well, be kind of be like the laughing stock of the world. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yep. But if there's a hundred, a hundred fifty people, two hundred people, especially in Israel, and the power of God is there, well, then you have a phenomenon. Then you have something to challenge every person, everywhere. Are you going to join the Church of Philadelphia or be left behind to face the Antichrist? So when when it happens, it's like we said earlier. Uh, People will know what happened, and they'll have no excuse. And then they'll still have a chance to make heaven the hardest way possible as a martyr. Because when the Antichrist comes, then he comes to wipe Christianity violently off the face of the earth. He comes to wage war against the saints and overcome them for 1,260 days. And you can, I believe that every day... Um, well, the two witnesses will come, and they will be warning the world of the 1,260 days and then the judgment to come. And I believe on every interactive screen in this world, every day, the world will be showing this countdown and mocking it and making a, a, a total global mockery of it, counting down, yeah, it's 1,100 days. Oh, it's 900 days. Look at that. Hey, today's day 50. And they'll say to the Christians, they're slaughtering. Where's your God now? 50 days. Yep. And it'll it'll count down till three days. And that's when the two prophets are killed. Who is probably Moses and Elijah. And they'll be killed. And it says their dead bodies will lay in the streets for three and a half days. And the world will be rejoice and give gifts and have a great global party because they had shut the rain for three and a half years and the rivers have turned to blood and they're so thirsty that they were forced to drink human blood of the saints mixed with wine 
Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll be rejoicing that in three and a half days, their they're global leader, the Messiah, their false Messiah, said it'll rain. But it's not going to rain. The trumpet's going to sound, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And those that are alive and remain, the few Christians that haven't yet been killed, will be raptured, caught up with them to meet Jesus in the air. And then oh. the judgment, I'm saying Danny, but then the, with two minutes left now, the judgment of God will begin to be poured out on this world, starting right. first with terrible sores. Those that follow the Antichrist, partook in this sex church, will be covered in horrible, painful sores from the top of their head to their feet. And that sounds like a lot like a, yeah, a more viral form of monkeypox. Yes, it does. And then it culminates in polar shift, and every structure on the earth will be destroyed. And the world will have no shelter, no shelter from the burning heat, from the destruction of the ozone, no structure from the freezing sub-zero temperatures. Covered in painful sores, no shelter. That's the judgment that's going to come upon this world that's going to follow the Antichrist and kill for him. And Jesus again taught that we can escape this whole coming apocalypse in the first of two rapture events. That's good news. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's good news. That somebody today listening may be confused. Well, that can set them free. We only have a minute wondered, left, Danny. I know we do, but I got a quick question. I always wondered how if the Antichrist or the or Satan has read the Bible, and I'm sure he has. Uh, why, why does it? You know, like the Bible says, he'll be uh, he'll kill the two uh, witnesses that. Why doesn't he just decide not to kill the two witnesses? Why don't he just make a lie out of the Bible? Because the Antichrist wants to kill them. He wants to damn this world. Satan knows he's doomed, Danny. He doesn't believe his own lies. He knows he's doomed. He just, the the Antichrist, his son, he's deceived him too. Yeah. He's just letting his lie play itself out. When you look at the Bible code, and the Bible code says you're going to die at Kroger's at 2 p.m. on Saturday, you just don't go to Kroger's that day. I can't believe Satan can't figure that out. He does figure it out. He he doesn't. He refuses to repent. He knows he's doomed. He just lies to everyone that follows him, including the Antichrist. Right. He lied to him too. He Makes just wants. He knows he's going down, and in his mind, he wants to drag billions of souls with him. Take as many people down as he can, but really, it's their free will really taking them down anyway. But that's the end of this show anyway. Thanks for listening. I hope we helped somebody out there, and God bless, and good night.